Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three, two, one. I want an answer. It's not something you ignore. I think you're 100% full of shit is what I think. If you think we want to fight, fuck you then. Who are you to tell me I'm full of shit? If you're looking for a candidate that, uh, you know, is not a fan of Mayor Lightfoot, you may have one in Ray Lopez. Just saying. (laughs) I got to tell you, my... I don't know how many times I've heard that. And every time I hear it, it just brings a smile. You know, the world's in turmoil. We're losing our basic fundamental rights. Uh, there's crime. There's inflation. But there's always Chicago politics and Raylo going, no offense, but fuck you then. Man. <laughs> I'm not saying the first part of the sentence doesn't really match the second part of the sentence, D. I'm just saying, but throw it out there. Raylo, no matter what happens, please just stick around for one debate. All right? One debate would be awesome. Uh, yeah, but by the way, I want to say this on my lefty listeners. You know I'm not dropping Raylo as a guest on the show? Demands to quote. Blagojevich is golden, okay? As a guest. I'm going to say this also, my lefty listeners. I want to see you run a podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, D? They got good guests. They go, oh, you, I don't like his politics. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> love you, Raylo. <laughs> get it out. Get it out. Anything else you'd like to say? Uh, well, wait till, wait till we get to the... I'll hold off until you're done with the introduction. All right. Well, your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, May 13th. Holy crap, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Ooh, get out. Get out. What was it? Oh, the movie Get Out? Yeah. Oh. There was that scene where like, Keith Sanfield, get out, get out. Oh, okay. I thought you were just naming the, like, yelling the name of the movie. Like, I don't think that's how that works. Like, have you seen the movie? I've seen Get Out. Remember when Lakeith Stanfield grows up? Uh, I, f- I forget what the dude's name, the uh, the actor who's the lead. Uh, Daniels is first. Anyway, he goes up to Get Out, Get Out. Not only have I seen Get Out, I watched it with you. Okay, your Vinjarovsky show for Friday. <laughs> is that true? Yes, it is. Friday, May 13th. It's brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. I want an answer. The Chicago Federation of Labor. I want an answer. The Chicago Teachers Union. I want an answer. And Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, all right? Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink, what kind of reefer to smoke, and so much more, including columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Chicago Reader, ChicagoReader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A-V is in victory. S-K-Y. It is Friday, May 13th. And this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh What a Week. Now, oh, what a host. <laughs> Chicago Reader <laughs> columnist Ben Jarosky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarosky here. We're calling this Richard Irvin's in Trouble Friday, and here's why. Because Richard Irvin's in trouble. That's why. 
just before we came on air, just, well, we're not really technically on air anymore since we were pre-recorded this. Well, let's edit that out, T. Just before we started recording, breaking news. <laughs> Got to give a big, <laughs> mighty shout out. <laughs> Wait, save the breaking news for when we get to it. You know what I mean? Oh. That's a part of the, the Illinois news, and that's oh. in the back half of the program today. You know what? That's why he went to, you could see that radio school there. It's called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a tease. I'm just going to thanks before we go any further. Thank you to Frank once again, dude, I don't know what we would do without you. Uh, Always with the breaking news that he texts me. Uh, By the way, Frank will be on the show next week. I cut a deal with him. Uh, He's going to be our correspondent. All right. Listen to the Republican. All right. And report in. So uh, Frank. Start preparing, right? Uh, anyway, uh, without further ado, I'll hold off on why Richard Urban's in trouble. There you go. There you go. And turn things over to the man, the myth, the legend, Pride of in Illinois, the doctor with Oh, What a Week. How's it going? Name's Dennis. Hey, Frank, <laughs> love that you're coming back uh, this time around. Make sure you're in a nice little space where, you know, there's not a lot of people around. Make sure you got a nice little setup. You're good. Had some technical issues last time, if I recall. Hmm, don't remember that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, because that would be something you would have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. So just be ready, Frank. Get ready. You're fantastic. Glad you're coming back on the program. All right, everybody. How's it going? Let's talk a little bit about what went down in the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago this week. And today's show is brought to you by Harsh Realities. That's true. I realized We've dealt with a lot of harsh realities this week in the state of Illinois. So throughout the show, we will be listing them. Let's just begin with harsh reality number one. We've just gotten right into summer. Apparently we had no spring season here in the state of Illinois. So yeah, it's summer. Harsh reality, guys. Holy crap. It's hot. (laughs) It's unbelievable. How are you holding up in that attic? Well, I finally broke down and put the air conditioner on yesterday. I was like, for the good of the team, I'm not going to put the air conditioner on. I'm up in an attic, ladies and gentlemen, and it is hot. Okay. Uh, By the way, interesting experiment in podcasting uh, yesterday, D. I I guess I shouldn't. What is it? Break the fourth wall? (laughs) Uh, Did did an interview uh, where I could not hear my guest a uh, long complicated story having to do with the fact that sometimes things go weird with uh technology don't know why because the very next time i do an interview everything's great who the heck knows and my it person uh it pam we call her my wife uh wasn't around <laughs> it pam wasn't around i was on my own so there I'm trying to do an interview, D, you know, and I had the headphones on. So I'm like squishing the headphones. Like if you squish a headphones, you could actually hear a little better doing the interview. So that I got about every half word. There you go. I tell you what, if we had stuff to give away, we would tell our listeners, uh, find out which interview that is. Make the, <laughs> if you can guess which interview, Ben could hardly hear the guest. Let us oh, know right. and you'll win. <laughs> a free trip to texas remember in the old days before they fired me at the radio station mm-hmm. i would have steak giveaways <laughs> no we never <laughs> gave away steak though what's that we never had steak we never gave away steak though we never gave away anything oh come I mean, on now we would give away concerts uh you know concerts uh tickets ravinia oh, you're right ravinia yeah oh, <laughs> ravinia do you remember yes. political poetry come on 
It's still a sore subject with me, Ravinia. Yes. Uh, I see you, Scotty Duff, getting the good seats, and I got the scraps. I see you, Scott. <laughs> still a source. And Scotty would, like, wave it in my face. Yeah, man, I've got great seats for the Jill Scott concert. Oh, where are you sitting? By the porta potty? Yes. <laughs> but like I said, harsh realities in Illinois this week, all right? No spring. Springtime, not in 2022, I guess, because we are just right into summer. It's unfathomable, honestly. And I think only one man can really explain what the hell happened with this god-awful hot weather that we experienced <laughs> no. this week. From the Illinois State Water Survey at the University of Illinois Prairie Research Institute, this is Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford. Talk to me, Trent. Uh, boy, what a difference a week makes. This past week was hot and humid for any week in May, let alone compared to how cool and wet the last month and a half have been. No kidding. Average temperatures this week range from the low to mid-60s statewide, between 3 and 9 degrees warmer than normal. Some high temperatures this week include 97 degrees in oh. Davies County, 96 degrees in Rock Island County and wow. Champaign County, and 95 degrees in Cook County. Dozens of daily high maximum and high minimum temperature records were broken this week, including the May 11th and 12th daily high records in Peoria and Springfield. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it snowed two weeks ago, but whatever, right? <laughs> By the way, what a difference a week back. That's pretty good. That's, yeah. a good, uh, that's a good phraseology, good transition. Got to give him a lot of credit to that. And it brings back a song. What a difference a day makes. Come on, everybody. Uh, Trent, picking up your game. Got to give you a lot of love, man. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was very good. All right. We begin in Chicago and we begin with an update on the 2023 Chicago mayoral election. Looks like we have a new mayoral hopeful jumping in the race and making their candidacy official. His name's Cam Buckner. He's a state lawmaker who represents Streeterville to the south side. And yes, he's been a guest on this show. Buckner rolled out his campaign announcement Thursday with a rally for supporters, one-on-one -on -one interviews with reporters, and a stylized announcement video. In the video, Buckner says his campaign is for the people of Chicago who love Chicago, but who just want Chicago to love them back. My name is Cam Buckner, and I am a son of Chicago. My mother was a teacher here. My father was a law enforcement officer here. I played in Chicago parks. I went to Chicago public schools. I left for college, returned for law school, and I now represent Chicago and Chicagoans, north to south, from South Shore to Streeterville, in the Illinois General Assembly. I'm raising my family here, just like my parents and grandparents did decades ago. And I know that despite our difficult realities. Chicago's brightest days are ahead of us. I'm running for the people of Chicago who love Chicago, but who just want Chicago to love them back. Now, Ben, I know you mentioned you were taking piano lessons uh, recently. <laughs> Was, and I know you're good friends with Cam Buckner. Was that you? Uh, yeah, me. Yeah, Cam called me up and he said, uh, Ben, uh, uh, I get, is that Cam or Alexi? Or uh, Obama? Ben. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or you or Ben. I can't tell anymore. Sometimes I just start talking like Barack Obama or Alexi imitating Barack Obama. Anyway, uh, no, that was not me playing the piano. And uh, let me just clarify that, uh, clear that up. I've never taken piano lessons in my life. I took guitar lessons, ladies and gentlemen, and get to something called bar chords. And I'm flunked. And it was sort of like, uh, Ben. Please stop playing the guitar. You're ruining a great instrument. I, I could have swore that night at bowling they called you Benny Joel, but whatever. <laughs> no, what they do at bowling, the old they haven't done this while because uh, uh, 
I guess there's a lot of younger people at the point. They don't know the song, but there was a song that was very popular in the 1970s by Elton John called Benny and the Jets. That was my song, man. Back in the day, people put it on and go, Benny, Benny. And I go, yeah, man. I love that song. <laughs> Uh, I do love that song. Oh, hey, here's a, here's a little trivia. Uh, for 10 trivia points, how old is Cam Buckner? Um, okay, let me do this. Uh, Cam Buckner, i got to do this by year graduated high school. I'm going to say Cam Buckner is 36 years old. He says 36. Ben Jarowski, is that your final answer? Yes. Yes. That's my final answer. All right. He says 36. Ben Jarofsky going 36. Is he right or wrong? Let's find out. You're wrong. 37. (laughs) Pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close. That's cool. The 37-year-old lawmaker and former University of Illinois football player and former guest on the Ben Jarofsky Show. Go find his episode and download it. He heads the Illinois House Black Caucus and was an outspoken supporter of the criminal justice reform measures the General, uh, the General Assembly passed last year. Buckner has criticized how crime has been handled under Mayor Lori Lightfoot, saying folks don't feel safe and they don't feel there's a plan for their safety. Lightfoot's team actually pushed back on the comment from Buckner. Now, remember, Lightfoot hasn't made her re-election, quote-unquote, official. Mm-hmm. But Team Lightfoot responded nonetheless. Team Lightfoot also pulling out the Madigan card here. This oh, one's, my God. This one's saying, <laughs> quote, Being mayor of Chicago requires the sort of toughness that Cam Buckner hasn't shown in his public life. When others stood up to Madigan and told him it was time to go, Buckner voted to keep him in power. You can't take on the machine. When you're part of it. Also, in a statement criticizing Buckner, Alderwoman Michelle Harris said, We must remain vigilant against candidates who put themselves ahead of the progressives we've been making together. And Alderwoman Emma Mitz added that Westsiders, quote, don't know Buckner and has made little effort to know them. Yeah, all right. Uh, so let me just get something out of the way first because I feel compelled to do this. Uh, I like Cam Buckner on a personal level. I hardly know him at all, but my his younger his younger sister and my youngest daughter play basketball together. I know his family. Uh, so she could heck up a basketball player and they're a great family. So I got to get that out there day and just got to put that out there, you know, and just got a lot of affinity and affection for the Buckner family. Uh, and I wish him well, he's coming at things from the left. Lord knows somebody on the left. Uh, it's about time. We need some voices on the left running, uh, in the mayoral election. Automatically, I start doing that Obama thing. You notice that thing, uh, and um, and that his that tagline he has that doesn't love us back. I don't know if it's intentional, but it harkens back to one of the great moments. I get to combine my love for basketball with politics here, D. And I'm it's it works. It's gonna work, D. So you can't okay. chastise me for talking basketball. Come on, Janulius, let's hear it. Uh, but the great Doc Rivers, who I love dearly, I don't know him, but I've just always been a huge fan of Doc Rivers. I remember when he came out of Proviso East. I remember when he played for Marquette. Uh, and uh, I never, he never played for my beloved Bulls. He played for the Knicks. Boo! And the Atlanta Hawks. Boo! <laughs> but somehow I never lost my love for him as a guy from Chicago area uh, playing in the NBA. Uh, he was coaching, I think, the Clippers. 
uh, and during the bubble. Remember the bubble, ladies and gentlemen? I think even non-basketball fans remember the bubble. That would be 2020 when the pandemic forced the NBA to play within a bubble uh, in uh, Orlando. Was it in Orlando? I, I think it was Disney World or something. Anyway, uh, just so that the players wouldn't infect each other. And they somehow or other got through a playoff season, at which I – watched every freaking game because it was helping me get through COVID. And in the middle of it all, uh, that was when police uh, in Minneapolis killed George Floyd. There was protests. And uh, Doc Rivers gave this press conference where he was just incredibly moving. And he was speaking from his heart. He wasn't talking about basketball. He was talking about race relations in this country. And he just said, uh, black Americans have loved this country and America has not loved us back. And it was just a beautiful moment. Uh, We talked about it a lot on the show with many different guests. I get choked up just thinking about it. Uh, Doc Rivers, he lost yesterday. His team lost. They were eliminated. I still think he's a great coach. Still love the guy. So when I hear that as a tagline by Cam Buckner, I'm like, wow, that really works for me. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like when you think about effective communications, that triggers a response with me because it reminds me of Doc Rivers saying it. uh, And it's true in many ways with Chicago. You know, like, I mean, I could have lived anywhere. Just think of me, some old lefty guy. I chose to be in Chicago. And I always said, we know Chicago's Democratic City. When I was here for two years, I liked to Harold Washington. Like, we can make Chicago, well, they didn't call them progressives in those days. What, lefties, liberals. We can make this like a, a city that leads the way on all kinds of progressive legislation, and uh, effective ways to uh, raise money to fund the government that we need, not pretending as though we don't need government, not running away from progressive forms of taxation. I just felt as though like Chicago was positioned with Harold Washington to be the leader in this country. And then, of course, Harold died in office, Daley took over, uh, consolidated all power in the hands of one man and Chicago dedicated itself to this, I don't know what to call it, neoliberalism, Mitt Romney style, economic voodoo trickle down where if you give millions to rich people, you hope a nickel falls to some poor guy and uh, you're happy. You call that progress. And so it's like Chicago's going in the other way. And so that's why it really, it resonates with me on two levels. One, the Doc Rivers connection. And two, what has happened in Chicago? So can Cam Buckner follow through uh, and run a campaign, a smart, savvy campaign that uh, fires up lefties and liberals and progressives and whatever we're called? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I'm happy he's trying because I do believe lefties, liberals, progressives, whatever we're called, we need a voice. And clearly we don't have one right now leading the way in City Hall. It's pretty obvious to me. So welcome him to the race. Not just because he has a great sister, (laughs) but because I think, you know, it's time we had some lefties in the race, D. So, yes. All right, Ben, you left out hippies, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm the old hippie. Nobody nobody else calls themselves a hippie anymore except for me. I wasn't even a hippie in real time, just saying that. You know, I just had hippie political views, but like, it's really in the sports. The hippies thought, oh, God, what a chuck. 
<laughs> so the back alley brawl, also known as the Chicago mayoral election, is beginning to get crowded. Buckner now becomes the third candidate to roll up his sleeves. Watch out, Buckner! Oh, my God. And, you know, we say the third, but he's actually the fourth because, well, you know. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Uh, <laughs> what a great I will just speech, turn the dude. car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home. Oh, uh, my Lord. Wow. That's, that's, wow. Okay. I can't remember. Every time you tell me what she was, who she was directing at, then I forget. You, you've told me so many times. Oh, it was for just, people oh. who are, like, unvaccinated or, you know, or not unvaccinated. No, people who won't wear their mask, like, driving, in, driving in a yep. car with Lori. She, if she's, oh if she's driving that car and you're back there not wearing a mask, oh, I'll tell you. I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to make you walk home. You mean mayor don't wear a mask to the sky game in the middle of the pandemic surge? That is that the reason that uh, Mayor Lightfoot said she's going to kick you out of the car? Okay, just wanted to get that clear. As Ben mentioned, Buckner is for sure on the far left side of the alley. Joining Dr. Reverend Willie Wilson, who's on the right side, and 15th Ward Alderman Raymond Lopez, who's just running all around. Who knows? All right. (laughs) (laughs) He can't stay in one place. I don't know where this guy's going. (laughs) Other candidates are still rumored to join the race. Okay, one is a rumor and the other is almost certain. State Representative LaShawn Ford and former school superintendent Paul Vallis. Vallis is the one who's almost certain. And Lightfoot is expected to announce her bid June 7th. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is there anything significant about that day that, I mean, that wasn't she? How did I miss that? Wow. Sorry, she, she, I must have missed that sentence. Right. But I mean, like she's responding to this guy who's running for mayor and kind of like, you know, throwing jabs at him. Obviously she's running. By the way, what? I mean, I listen, I understand just the name, the mere mention of the name Madigan, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah. Pulling the Madigan card. That's off the, but come on, Mayor Lightfoot. I never heard you calling for Madigan to step yeah, down. She, what you're supposed to do, Buckner, is hide, hide. <laughs> Don't. I, oh my goodness! Yeah, everybody called for him to turn down, step down. Once he stepped down, yeah. I think. Right. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I must have missed that one. Yeah, I didn't you see know? her on that bus. Uh, yeah, we did the bus, the Madigan bus. I didn't see you on the Madigan bus. You know. Uh, on again, off again. Mm, I don't. Even, and now you're on the ROM bus. This is something else. Like <laughs> Mayor Lori Lightfoot, all of a sudden has found a new love for ROM. Congratulating him for being ambassador to Japan. Wait, we forget Laquan McDonald in the cover up of that. We forgot that already. Man, we have memories are fast in the city of Chicago. So let's see. It's okay. I'm. I'm just trying to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Joseph Madigan allegedly hasn't been convicted yet. Uh, one, what was bribed Commonwealth Edison? Is that it? Or he he was bribed uh, by Commonwealth Edison. He would pass their legislation in Springfield, and in exchange, they would put his cronies on the payroll. So that's the allegation against him. Rahm Emanuel, the allegation against him, covered up evidence of a murder. 
And yet somehow Michael Joseph Madigan is a bad word in the city of Chicago, but Rahm Emanuel is, oh, a happy word, a nice word. Congratulations. You're now the ambassador. D, you got to help me with this one. Bribery, allegations of bribery, as opposed to allegations of covering up a murder. I don't know. Where's Norm McDonald when I need him? I think the murder is a little worse. Well, but bribery, Ben. Yeah, but murder? Come on, Ben. Bribery is really bad. He was a hypocrite. That was the worst part. I mean, but <laughs> I don't think. Ladies and gentlemen, that's an obscure Norm McDonald uh, comic bit that Dennis and I never, ever tire of repeating to each other. I don't other. think that was the worst part. Folks, if you can hear the pre-show planning meetings, basically consist of Dennis and I doing our Norm McDonald bits, then looking at the clock and going, uh-oh, yeah. we got a show. I've now thrown in Brockmire from the TV show Brockmire. Oh, I love Brockmire. I, by the way, I haven't seen Brockmire. I've just seen the clip <laughs> that Dennis has sent me, which I've now watched estimated six times. <laughs> Let's not go Brockmire D. Let's stay focused. Stay focused. All right. Dennis. Moving on to the news in the state of Illinois. It's time for a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. This is a 2022 Illinois primary election candidate update. Oh, close the window. An eagle got in here. Oh, is, I thought it was a crow. No. Flew into the attic. No, silly. It's an eagle. Oh. <laughs> and what a week it was for our Illinois Republican gubernatorial hopefuls. <laughs> oh, God. What a crow. And Ben, our list of harsh realities continues. Okay. Harsh reality number one. Remember, holy crap, it's summer. <laughs> no winter. I'm not ready. It's very, it's very jarring. That's harsh reality number one. Harsh reality number two. Boy, Richard Irvin isn't that great at press conferences. That's what we've learned this week. Very harsh reality, Mr. Irvin. Irvin finally held his first news conference with Chicago reporters. And, well, it was weird. Let me let me finish. Just let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, finish, finish. <laughs> During his press conference, Irvin seized on the inspector general's report that criticized Pritzker for his administration's handling of the COVID outbreak at the LaSalle Veterans Home that killed 36 veterans. Then it officially became a game of hardball when Irvin declined to comment on the leaked drafts uh, on the leaked draft Supreme Court opinion that supported overturning Roe v. Wade and other abortion related questions. Well, he declined to comment, but we do have uh, actual responses here. Uh, ben, we're going, we're going to the transcript. Ooh, I love a transcript. That's right. That's right. Let me let me finish. Just okay. let me let me let me All finish. Right. Let me finish. Let me finish. Please finish. Good Lord. <laughs> that's fine. We can, we can do that for uh, interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me finish. I actually had a moment like that the other day, where I was interviewing. So I can't remember who it was, and. I got cut off of my own podcast. I go, hold it. Let me finish. <laughs> All right. Hurry up, Ben. <laughs> I got something to say. All right. We are going to go to the transcripts. Uh, once again, Richard Irvin's first press conference as a gubernatorial candidate. 
Ah, uh, boy, Ken Griffith's probably sitting there thinking, oh, Lord. What? <laughs> Kenny G, man. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. You should have given the money to Dr. D. That's what I, I think he'd make a better candidate. You yeah. know what? Maybe. Maybe. All right. Uh, so in response to uh, the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, Richard Irvin didn't know what to do. But he did respond. They said he had no comment, but he, he did have comments. I mean, these were words that he said. So uh, Richard Irvin said... In Illinois, in Illinois, you know, I'm running for governor in the state of Illinois. I'm not talking about what the federal government is going to do. Sadly for Irvin, it got worse. Let's go to the transcript. A reporter asked, did you vote for President Trump? And would you support President Trump if he ran again? Richard Irvin's response. That's exactly what J.B. Pritzker wants. The reporter replied, can you answer the question? Irvin's response. That's exactly what J.B. Pritzker wants. And one more time, can you answer the question? That's exactly what J.B. Pritzker wants. He wants to be talking about anything other than his failures and his records. An obvious duck in a dodge. We've seen a million of these. Ben, your thoughts on Richard Irvin's first press conference? Well, let me just say this. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune. He was a bulldog at that press conference. <laughs> he did not let go. And you know what? I got to give a shout, shout out. Uh, I got to always throw Flannery in there. The campaign, of course, is not done. In general, I believe that political reporters throughout the state of Illinois have been vigilant on this issue, trying to pin <laughs> Richard Irvin down. And uh, your friend Mark Maxwell, downstate, uh, Flannery, Rick Pearson. I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. We're going to add a new person to that list in a little while. That's more tease. Um, so, yes, and I'll just start where I always, I feel like I always have to do this when I discuss Richard Irvin. Uh, and it relates to the question about his horrific performance at that press conference. Richard Irvin. Uh, is the mayor of Aurora, which is essentially a democratic city. He is basically a centrist Democrat, sort of cut from the cloth of Rahm Emanuel. Okay. And he was given an offer. I don't know literally what the offer was. I don't know literally what the conversation was. I wasn't there. So a lot of this is just me imagining. Okay, folks. But essentially, as I understand it, Ken Griffin, the wealthiest man in the state of Illinois, whose fortune is worth, mm, I've seen in the newspaper, $25 billion with a B, is the chief funder of Republican politics in the state of Illinois, gave millions to his pal Bruce Rauner, gave millions to the effort to defeat the fair tax, despises J.B. Pritzker, and has said he will spend whatever money it takes to defeat Pritzker. Kenny G. decided that the best candidate to defeat J.B. Pritzker was a basically a centrist Democrat. Now, that may be true if you were running in a Democratic primary, but in order to run against Pritzker, Richard Irvin must be the Republican nominee, which means he must win in a Republican primary. And right now, Republicans in the state of Illinois are mega. They love Donnie Trump. So the challenge is somehow or other to get 
MAGA to vote for a centrist Democrat in the hopes <laughs> that when you get to November, swing voters uh, in the suburbs will go, yeah, I kind of like this centrist Democrat running as a Republican. I'll vote for him. Presuming then between those centrist swing voters and MAGA undying loyalty to anybody with R in front of their name on a ballot, he can beat Pritzker. It's a challenge, ladies and gentlemen, because the reality is MAGA wants to know what's your position on Trump. Do you think that the Trump is the greatest leader this country's ever had? Do you think that Trump actually won the election that he lost? Do you think that Trump was the innocent victim of Democratic overreach when they impeached him twice? Do you think that the January 6th insurrectionists were actually patriots? Do you think that COVID was a hoax? Do you think that it was tyrannical, tyrannical government overreach to make people wear masks, to make people get vaccines? To which Richard Irvin is, because the answer to all those questions, if he's being honest, is the exact opposite of what MAGA wants to hear. So he's trying to run a campaign where he doesn't say anything, doesn't respond in any way to any of those questions, just puts out commercials that essentially say, trust me, MAGA, I'm one of you, and I don't like Black Lives Matter. That's essentially the Richard Irvin campaign. I don't want to make empty promises to, to the residents of Illinois without identifying what the issues are. Okay. Yeah, that sums it all up gobbledygook stand for nothing let me let me finish just let me let me let me finish let me finish let me finish let him finish yeah let him finish (laughs) so when he has a press conference he's just trying to read from a script and the script is jb pritzker's bad jb pritzker's bad jb pritzker's bad kenny g wrote me the script and kenny g is pumping in million how much do you i think it's over 40 million that kenny g has kicked in so far to uh, Richard Irvin's campaign, 40 million, I think uh, 45 million. Don't quote me, ladies and gentlemen, just Google it. Look it up. I think it was 20 million and 25 million, whatever. It's a lot of money. He's running commercials around the clock. And so the critical issue is, is will MAGA throw out everything they believe because of what they see in a commercial? This is an interesting experiment in politics, and I'm very fascinated by it. I want to see how it works out. See, I would have a lot more respect for Richard Irvin if he said this in his campaign. I'm a centrist Republican. I want to take back our party for MAGA. And so he would hope to win the Republican nomination by virtue of the fact that the MAGA vote would be divided and he would win whatever's left of like, I don't know, Jim Edgar Republicans out there. As I say this, I I realize that Kenny G is rolling his eyes if you heard it, I mean, I know he's a regular listener to this show. Uh, and Kenny G strategists are rolling their eyes and go, you can't get, you can't win an election these days by saying you want to take back your party from Trump. Look at Adam Kinzinger. Look at Liz Cheney. We drum people like that out of the party. So this pretense that he's got going, this fantasy world that he's living in for the moment, it's so blatantly, obviously a hoax. Good for all those reporters who... <laughs> Just grill them at those press conferences. All right, more on that coveted MAGA vote in moments. I'm not a doctor. But first, (laughs) it's time for Harsh Reality 
number three. All right. Like I said, a lot of harsh realities that we had to deal with this week. Uh, harsh reality number three. Oh, by the way, if you're keeping track, uh, harsh reality number one. Holy crap, it's summer. <laughs> what the hell? Well, you know, D, I don't know if I told you this. There's two seasons in Chicago. Yeah. Winter and July. Oh, my God. It happened downstate here, too. There, You know, there's no... No, winter, oh, no, no spring. Downstate's in the same boat as Chicago. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, my God. Harsh reality number two. Hey, Richard Irvin, you may not be so good at press conferences. Harsh reality number three, also for Richard Irvin. Mr. Irvin, you may not have had as big of a lead as you thought in this primary, all right? While a new WGN-TV, the Hill-Emerson College polling survey of likely GOP primary voters does show Irvin leading the field with 24.1%. The downstate farmer is hot on his tail, and no, that's not a hog joke. He farms wheat, not hogs. While Richard Irvin is at 24%, farmer and Senator Darren Bailey is at 19%. And by God, Bailey's still got some wiggle room with early voting set to begin across Illinois on May 19th. A large group of voters is still up for grabs. About 36.9% of respondents say they are undecided about the top of the ticket. Wow. So so I would say the relevant numbers uh, are the 24% of that uh, Richard Irvin is pulling at, the 19% that uh, DB, uh, the hog farmer, even though he's not a hog farmer, is pulling at, the 36%, of, I'm just confused. Uh, and then the 45 million... That's a relevant number uh, that Kenny G has kicked into Irvin's campaign. That means Irvin's got, actually, the final uh, election day is June 28th. He's got a little more than a month just to saturate the airwaves with commercials. I just feel them right now. They're coming into my cranium. And uh, flip those 36% who aren't paying. Let me be honest, D. You know, 36, 36% of the MAGA. 36% of the Republican Party, are they listening to the Ben Jarofsky show? I don't think so. Are they the beneficiaries of all the knowledge that we have and all the insights that we offer? No, I don't think so. They're probably not paying any attention whatsoever. And all they know about this stuff is Richard Irvin saying, you know, I think like us. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, D, you can't. I just think anytime you start doing numbers, you throw them out. You can't just talk about 24% or the 19% or the 36%. You got to talk about the 45 million with more to come. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a big number. Yeah, just yeah. Numbers can tell you a lot of things. Like, uh, does this show that uh, Irvin, uh, or does it show that people just don't, aren't excited about a candidate with that undecided vote? You know what I mean? Does it show that? You know, I think it shows that people aren't paying attention. Okay. And uh, I really believe it's because you said it and I always give you credit for it. I don't always give you credit. I don't, you know, I sometimes give you credit when you're wrong, which is not credit. It's blame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But you were absolutely correct in this one. You said DB would be uh, running for governor and probably be the Republican candidate for governor. You said this from the moment he started making a name for himself, challenging Prisker over masks. So if you're MAGA, that's your undefeated champ. That's your guy. He's the maggiest MAGA man in the state of Illinois. If you're MAGA and MAGA controls the Republican Party. And I find him a frightening uh, candidate. 
I mean, the things he espouses are the complete opposite of what uh, uh, I believe in. So it's so funny because Richard Irvin goes, I'm the one that the left fears the most. No, 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 Irvin. <laughs> I fear you because you're so wishy-washy and weak that you would let the DBs of the world run the party. But DB really believes this stuff. So, you know, I think 36% D that says they're not paying attention. I don't know what they're like. If you're a Republican, you're not watching the NBA basketball. What are they doing? You're my guy. What, what, if it's 36% is distracted, what are they distracted by? What are those 36% paying attention to? If they're not paying attention to the Republican primary, you're talking about downstate. Well, who is that poll from all state, right? I can can answer for downstate. The St. Louis blues are in the playoffs, (laughs) baby. I'll tell you what, that'd be interesting if Kenny G calls up the next phone call Kenny G makes because he listens to the show. He'll take up and go, uh, uh, Richard, I think you got to do a commercial wearing a St. Louis Blues <laughs> uniform. <laughs> okay, okay, Kenny G. <laughs> Bring the camera over. You know, I haven't really seen too many candidates work that angle, you know, uh, rep those Missouri teams because a lot of downstaters like the Cardinals, you know, the Blues. That's true. So if he does a commercial uh, wearing a uh, St. Louis Blues jersey and a St. Louis Cardinals hat, we know that either he or Kenny G, probably Kenny G, listens to the Ben Jarofsky. Well, now you got to pick a hat or a shirt. You can't wear them both because you got to have either a Pritzker sucks hat or a Pritzker sucks shirt. Blues hat, Pritzker sucks shirt. You may have a shot here, pal. Downstay, I just gotta say, man, your hatred of Prisker, I just don't get it. <laughs> oh, the guy's always showing love for you. I have seen. Uh, I've been here for a week, uh, downstate, and I have seen other signs now. Uh, they've. I still see the Pritzker sucks, but I also see fire Pritzker. I see that one. Fire. fire. What, what about the uh, fuck Biden signs? Have uh, you seen any more of those? Uh, there's one guy I remember who was house. You drive by like. Everybody's like, let's go see that crazy guy. And it has like signs. They're like, fuck Biden. And they're like, they're like faded out the signs now because it was so long ago. But I haven't really seen much uh, Biden. Biden's hate. disappeared yeah, as yeah. the man to hate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Pritzker's still number one <laughs> uh, in the rankings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that Trump vote, very interesting. That MAGA vote. Uh, Darren Bailey, I mean, he says he's, he's down to take it. I have a clip of that. But yeah, Richard Irvin, uh, kind of hesitant. On the Trump vote, Darren Bailey said, dude, I'm down. What will Trump? I'm, I'll support him in a second. Here we have comments on that, actually. Absolutely. I'll take President Trump's uh, endorsement. President Trump got our economy uh, under control. And and I was a Trump delegate in 2020. This seems like it should just be easy, right? Donald Trump to Darren Bailey. Boom. Done. Well, let's get into that. Now we're seeing uh, it's, it's interesting uh, that Donald Trump <laughs> The cagey dude. All right. You know, <laughs> so, yes, uh, if Donald Trump were true uh, to his MAGA beliefs and he invented MAGA, uh, then he would have already endorsed uh, DB, Darren Bailey, like he endorsed uh, Congresswoman Mary Miller. Uh, the fact that he's holding back uh, strongly suggests that he's not true to his MAGA beliefs as he's a cagey, uh, typical politician uh, is trying to have it both ways. And he does not want to offend one of the richest Republicans in America. Yeah. Man who's worth 25 a billion with a B. 
dollars. It's like it's fa- there's fake Donald Trump and real Donald Trump. Real yes. Donald Trump is buddies with Ken Griffin. Let's go on a vacation together. But fake Donald Trump has got to you know support Bailey. That is wow. That's well done. Wish I had thought of that. Um, damn, how can I steal that and make it my own? I'll, 20 bucks uh, and I'll edit it out. <laughs> but it's so true. It's sort of like a real ROM and fake ROM. And real ROM was going uh, vacationing with Bruce Rauner in Montana. Remember that, D, the picture of them yeah. with the bottle of wine? It's like, oh, my God, you guys. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you really think we're stupid? Yes, we do, Ben. We think you're stupid. Uh, and so you're right. So, folks, you know it's all a game. Right? It's a game. They're playing a game. Mega, you think you think Donnie Trump is with you? He's using you, of course. Yes, Steve, you're absolutely correct. Uh, he does not want to offend Kenny. That's my read. If he comes in strong for Darren Bailey in the next, I mean, well, the election's only a month off. Uh, no doubt in my mind, DB wins this uh, primary. No doubt in my mind. And will... Boy, will Kenny G be upset, you know, because he would have sunk for But, you know, let's be honest, D. You're the man with math. You're the man who graduated. Oh, I'm from... the man with math. You're the <laughs> first person to ever say that. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, everything's relative. So it's when you're on the Ben Jarofsky show or you're part of the Ben Jarofsky team, a, basically a three-person team, you, me, uh, and DJ Nate. That's true. Uh, there's not a lot of competition when it comes to math. Okay. So figure out what percentage of 25 billion of 45 million is, and then figure out how much that would be for you. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a math. A, I could just, Dennis's head just went, Ugh. but I think actually you could do this. I started thinking, what In am fact, I going to eat for lunch? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as those numbers started going like, boy, I'm hungry. That's actually a, uh, uh, if there's anyone out there who's good at math, so here we go. Kenny G's worth forty-five, uh, excuse me, twenty-five billion dollars. He's given forty-five million to Richard Urban. What portion of his twenty-five billion dollars is that forty-five million represent? Then once you figure that out, apply it to your own salary, your own net worth. So if you're worth, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars, what, how much money would that percentage be? And then you know what the equivalent of you. And even then, it wouldn't be the equivalent because let's say it was $1,000. If you got $100,000, $1,000 means a lot more out of your income than 45 means out of his. And I realize I've just lost absolutely everybody. Yeah, with I'm that. on DoorDash right now looking for that. <laughs> You know, oh, the funny thing sandwich. is, in my mind, it makes total sense. But that's my mind. What a weird place that is. <laughs> Hold on. Let's move the NBA tape over there. <laughs> let's get the Bucks celtics game out of your mind, Ben. That's not till tonight because, you know, a lot of things in my head. I'm oh, just... also, uh, Darren Bailey. Boy, not no harsh realities for Darren Bailey, by the way, this week. he's He had a good week, uh, all things considered here. Uh, Darren Bailey weighed in on that press conference uh, that Richard Irvin held. And uh, are you familiar with the movie Dodgeball, Ben? Yes. Okay. A great motion picture. Okay. Okay. Great. Darren, ba- uh, Darren Bailey gave his response uh, to Richard Irvin's press conference. He's afraid to tell Republicans where he stands and dips and dodges more than an average Joe facing Globo Jim in a dodgeball match. 
Not bad. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I'll tell you what. He's got away with words, DB. You know, and uh, he's a rapper, by the way. I didn't know if you know that, but he's a rapper. DB does rap when he's on at the farm working with the hogs. Really? Little, yeah, DB rap. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he's a white rapper. What's the white rapper's name? D. I'm forgetting his name. The, the one that's the popular. white rapper, the only one. I don't know. There's uh, there's M- one that's really popular. Eminem. No, Eminem. Oh, uh, is oh, what's his name? Josh something. He's got curly hair. Oh, yeah, oh, brother, you're supposed to be my rap expert. Uh, yeah, and you're supposed to be the guy that has no clue who these people are. This, all right, let's hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know Josh, Josh, something or other. Mm. I see his name out a lot. Mm. He's got curly hair. Uh, all right, D, here you go. Oh, let's see if he does this with ducks and dodge, ladies and gentlemen. To your great Eminem uh rap where he makes a reference to Will Smith. Oh, yeah, that was great. That's always been one of my favorite lines in all of music. Uh, the backstory is that Will Smith won a Grammy for, I think it may have been Big Willie style, the album. And during his speech, he said, uh, you know, just so everybody knows, I didn't curse once in this album. And here I am winning best rap album, a Grammy, right? So, yeah, and then that famous line from the Eminem song is, Will Smith don't got to cuss on his raps to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck you, too. That's just- <laughs> So funny. That is one of the great lines. Beautiful. Of all time. I got to give you credit, Eminem. Every now and then I go, just do the Eminem line. Will you just do the Eminem line? Yeah, like uh, Eminem was ahead of the curve on uh, the Will Smith hate. You know what I mean? That was like 20, 30 years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, just uh, on a tangent here, had a great conversation yesterday. And I heard it. This one I heard. Uh with my daughter, Rachel, and her comedy partner, Cody Wilkins, uh, talking about the impact on uh, stand-up. They're both stand-up comics. They go, Dude, being a stand-up comic is no joke. Really? I a lot of, yeah, I mean, you go, oh, that's actually a pun, sort of. <laughs> uh, you got to get up there, and people are yelling at you, and uh, there's drunks in the audience, and you got to deal with them, and it's tough, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to do. Like, uh, I know most people too, that when they do it, I think it may have been Adam Carolla years ago who said this line talking about how when people get into stand up, there's no one who's first getting into stand up. That's like, you know, everything's great. I got money in the bank, just bought a house. I'm married, got kids. (laughs) Life is fantastic. I think I'm going to do stand up comedy. That's never how it goes. Right. It's always like. You're everything is you've just lost everything. You're broke as hell. That's you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, doing stand up comedy, uh, dealing with hecklers, drunks, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's just. Yeah, I I know that you were did you did improv? Did you ever do stand up? Yeah, I did stand up for a few months. It was cool. It did a bit on did a bit on socks. Did a bit on walking. It was good stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love stand-up comics, and uh, I love stand-up comedy. And so, an uh, interesting conversation with a couple stand-up comedians about life uh, in the post-Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. Uh, random guy in the f- uh, aud- uh, audience tackles David Chappelle. Interesting stuff. Oh, wait. This just in. We have a the first verse from Darren Bailey's rap song. Hey, friends, are you ready for government to dictate and control your lives again? You're one step closer. J.B. Pritzker, our tyrannical governor. You know, they usually rhyme, but that's that's OK, Darren. You're getting there. Harlow. Jack Harlow. Oh. It literally just came to me. Nice. 
I could see his. I've never heard anything he's done. So please don't hold me accountable for anything. If he's good or bad or whatever, but I could see his face and his curly hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> enjoy your time in the spotlight, Jack, because old Darren Bailey's coming for you. All Wait, right. So time out. Uh, I need another white rapper to make it three. Eminem, Jack Harlow. Oh, oh boy, Macklemore. There three. you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, D. Now for the love of God, can we talk about local news? Okay, here we go. Time for... <laughs> it's time for harsh reality number four. All right, so let's recap, everybody. Harsh reality number one, holy shit, it's hot. Harsh reality number two, Richard Irvin. Dude, not that good at press conferences. Harsh reality number three. Wait, what was harsh reality number three? Also about Richard Irvin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, you may not have a, such a big lead as you think. Time for harsh reality number four here at the Ben Jarofsky Show. We're going to continue with this poll. And harsh reality number four is anyone not named Richard or Darren in this race may be screwed. Gary Rabine is in third place at 7.8%, closely followed by venture capitalist slash Ben's boy Jesse Sullivan with 7.3%. Attorney Max Solomon and former state senator Paul Schimpf are both trailing far behind with 2.3% and 1.9% respectively. The poll continues. What's the number one concern for Republican voters who participated in this poll? It's the economy, idiot. Voters overwhelmingly chose the economy as their number one concern. Crime comes in a distant second, 15.2%. Immigration, for some reason, 6.5%. COVID, 4.3%. Education, 3.6%. Healthcare, 47 And the war in Ukraine, 2%. The Republican gubernatorial primary uh, also has an education divide. Well, of course it does. Irvin leads Bailey among those polled with college or postgraduate degrees, 30% to 17%. Bailey leads Irvin among those without a college degree, 23% to 18%. That was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to uh, do the breaking news yet? Wait. Hold on a second. You have breaking news? Not quite yet. Hold on. Let me uh, let me get this set up. You want to do the breaking news? Okay. I think we're ready to do the breaking news. People, we have breaking news on the Ben Jarofsky Show. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. So uh, at the urging of Dennis, I held back on the breaking news, which broke like five minutes before uh, we started recording this uh, segment. And I wouldn't know about if, unless Frank had sent it to me. So one more time. Frank, thank you. Uh, and this one is unbelievable, D. Uh, this sums it all up. Harsh reality number five. I've lost track, but let's just That's say right. it's number five. That's right. It was yeah. number five. Wow. And then once again, it's harsh reality, Richard Irvin. Uh, this story broke. And let's give a shout out to Parachutes uh, from WTTW, who almost once was a guest of the Ben Jarofsky show. If you recall, D., yeah. feverish behind yeah. the scenes negotiations by me to line him up as a guest. He said he was going to come on. Uh, and then right before he was supposed to come on, I forget. There was something that I, Ben, I, I, Wait, why do I have him sounding like Ken Davis? I don't, I don't know, but Paris Schutz, Ben truly likes you. You know why? Because you're a, a guy who was going to be on the show and then wasn't on the show. <laughs> and Ben hasn't thrown you under the bus yet. He really likes you. <laughs> I don't know why you weren't on the show, but, oh, you know, it must not have been too bad. I remember telling you about it. D, we got to get Paris on. You were like, good job, man. <laughs> well, it did not go the same route for Will Gazzardi. I'm just saying. Oh, my God, Will Gazzardi. 
Will Gazzardi. You got to know people to get Will Gazzardi. You got to know Joanna Klonsky. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, that was the old days. I don't think you need to know her anymore to get Will Gazzardi. All right. Uh, so Paris broke this story at 1 p.m. today. The 1 p.m. Dang. And you were Frank sleeping. was all over it. Good God. Here's the headline. Uh, by the way, let me back up. Parachutes ace reporter. There you go. Uh, and host uh, for WTTW Channel 11. And um, so he covers, does a lot of political stories. And I believe he's an accomplished musician, D. Yes, a pianist. He may have played that uh, Cam Buckner ad. He d- oh, he, he plays the piano? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Now that I think about it, he's the one who wrote the song Piano Man. Give me a song. <laughs> Not true. Uh, I always have to say, you know, not true. Like somebody hears it and go, oh, I didn't know Parachutes wrote piano. No, yeah, Billy like, some, like someone's at dinner. You know, that guy wrote piano, man. <laughs> and then the wife goes, I did not know that. Misinformation. <laughs> um, the wife watches a lot of Johnny Carson. Uh, anyway, so here's the headline in the story that just broke. GOP gubernatorial candidate Richard Irvin called Donald Trump quote, idiot, <laughs> quote, bigoted racist text messages. <laughs> this will be interesting. You got to read the story, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow or other, Paris got a hold of these texts. He confirmed them that they were uh, come. They were from Richard Irwin from 2018, which, by the way, doesn't mean he's anybody would ever want to vote for. I'm just saying that's what he is running as a MAGA man. So that was from so 2018. <laughs> What's that? That was from 2018 when he said that? Yes, it was texted. It wasn't, I mean, he texted it. It was an exchange with somebody. The text message, but te- I'm going to do it like, <clears throat> but text messages written by Irvin in 2018 during the middle of the Trump presidency and obtained by WTTW News appear to show Irvin has very strong feelings about Trump and they are not a positive. Appear to show? I think he could take appear to out of that sentence. The message offers some insights into aspects of Irvin's political beliefs. His campaign has been reticent to address. Man, that I'll tell you what, you gotta give uh Paris credit for writing that very artfully. You know what I mean? To avoid saying the obvious. The guy hated Trump. And he's running to be the Republican nominee in a primary dictated by people who idolize Trump. And so if you want to understand why he ducks and dodges at press conferences, now you know. The voters love Trump. He hates Trump. And somehow he wants them to vote for him because Kenny G, a guy, we don't even know what his attitude about Trump is, donated $45 million to his campaign. And uh, Paris goes on to uh, uh, quote uh, some of the uh, texts that Irvin wrote. And here's one. And I hate Trump, too. Here's another one. He's an idiot. And here's another one. He's a bigoted racist. Uh, The text messages also appear to reveal Irvin's belief in equity and equal rights for the LGBTQ community goes on and on about that. 
They were part of a February 2018 text conversation between Urban and a retired longtime Aurora City employee. The former employee requested their name not be used, but WTTW News verified the person's phone number and verified the physical existence of the text messages on the retired person employee's phone. WTTW News also verified that the phone number sending the text messages matched Irvin's publicly listed cell phone number and the number WTTW News has used to reach Irvin. Uh, oops. <laughs> it's like the text messages came. You know, that'd be so funny if you called Irvin uh, and you go, did you say these text messages? I don't think they're authentic. And you go, uh, but they came from the number I am talking to you on now. Uh, J.B. Pritzker. J.B. Pritzker. Done. The campaign, of course, is not done. I think we're done. Anyway, excellent job, Paris. That is what they call a scoop, man. Paris is probably sitting back having a drink right now. Good God, what a scoop. Oh, I'll tell you who else who's sitting back and having a drink right now. One downstate farmer. That is correct. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great week for Darren Bailey, man. So, I mean, does that really, I mean, does Donald Trump back him after something like that? Does Donald Trump back uh, Richard Irvin? Yeah. I cannot see. If Donald Trump, after this, backs Richard Irvin, Donald Trump uh, has no credibility as a MAGA man. Forget having credibility as a businessman or a president or a, a husband. <laughs> I mean, the guy did commit adultery, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, forget all that. He supposedly, the reason MAGA loves him so much, he's a MAGA to the core. He invented MAGA. So if he endorses yeah. a guy who called him an idiot, who said he's a bigoted racist because he doesn't want to offend the billionaire who's funding said guy's campaign? I think that would be a big betrayal of MAGA. And yet, D, anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is money talks. So, so okay, well, I know what's going on in Camp Darren Bailey. They're probably like, let's get an ad out with that text right now. But what's going on in Camp Griffin right now after this drops? Well, let me uh, end the article and give Paris again credit. Uh, he got, here's the statement. So he called Irvin's uh, campaign, got a statement. Here's the statement. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm going to drink some water before I do a dramatic reading of the statement. Oh. I'm going to do this in my Lawrence Olivier voice. Ooh. I don't recall sending those texts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to do it in my regular voice. I don't recall sending those texts. And while there are areas where I disagreed, <laughs> oh my God. while there are areas where I disagreed, the Trump administration delivered positive results for Americans like tax cuts, opportunity zones, and a focus on public safety, all of which we utilized to great effect in Aurora and are now a focus of our campaign to bake, take back Illinois from the disastrous Pritzker regime. Wow. Well, Dave, will MAGA fall for that? Man. I don't know. You know, MAGA, I think basically what Richard Irvin is saying is you're stupid. Now, don't feel bad, MAGA. Here in the city of Chicago, we have a long tradition of our mayors essentially saying to the Chicagoans, you're stupid. (laughs) So Rahm Emanuel, for instance, closed 50 schools in Chicago and then ran as an education mayor essentially saying, you're stupid. And guess what? It worked. Chicagoans reelected him. So maybe Ron was right in his assessment. Oh, no. Now I'm in trouble with all my uh, my guests who say, don't 
blame the voters. <laughs> MAGA, I want you to prove to me that you're smarter than the Chicago voter. I want you to prove to me that you're smarter than the typical Chicago voter who voted for Rob on the grounds that he was the education mayor, even though he closed 50 schools. I want you to prove to me. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Not that I would uh, give advice to DB and not that he would take it, but I'm DB. I'm firing up those, the new commercials. Yeah. You got to get those ads with the, the, that text in there, right? Yes. Right, how do you do Do you do a dramatic reading of it? You know, I mean, oh. how do you, do, cause it's text. It's not, there's no uh, audio. Well, I, 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 they had that dodgeball ad they were going to run, but now this came out. They have to just completely change plans. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have to. DB, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, you know, by, by the way, some of those other Republicans, I don't know. You, you, why don't they drop out? They're getting clobbered. At the, uh, what do I know? Give I'm just time. a hippie and an addict. Well, Ben, that's going to be next week's show, more than likely. Maybe they'll drop out. Uh, and it's. I guess it's time for harsh reality number six. The Ben Jarofsky Show has come to a close. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A, V as in victory, S-K-Y, or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. Yes, that's the harsh reality of the show, but the not harsh reality is, God willing, we'll be back next week. So... There you go. I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as Darren Bailey, Richard Irvin, Donald Trump, and Paris Schutz would tell you, back home and all, they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for DeMarvelous. Give yourself a raise, take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm.